would like to welcome a new sponsor to Satellite Sisters. Liz, you know, we say Satellite Sisters is a pep talk for modern women. We do, Leanne. But now... Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to go. We're the Satellite Sisters. Great to be with you today. It is Friday, January 27th, and it's an intimate gathering. It's just me and Julie here on Satellite Sisters today. Hi, Jewel. Hi, Leanne. I'm really kind of excited about this. I think it's our Friday special here, just you and me, the oldest and the youngest. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, everybody else was out of commission for various reasons this weekend, so Julie and I decided to, first of all, just go for it. I mean, what's the law? There's no law that we need three or more people on <laughs> the phone. Right, There's no, there is, there is no law about that. <laughs> and then we said we don't need to do it Sunday morning, which is kind of inconvenient. Not always convenient. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Let's do it in a regular work hour. So Friday morning, here we are. Jill, do you remember when they finally let us like on the radio show, just you and me, go for it alone? Remember the thrill that time? Yes. We didn't need yes. a third sister. We had some good times that time. That's when we did the cook-off. That's right, Lee, and good times. Yeah. Good times. We did so that Rachel Ray, 30-minute meal, just you and me. <laughs> they were nervous. The production team was nervous that we couldn't fill three hours, but we did just fine, didn't we? I know. Well, I know. See, there, there you have it. And I expect that today we'll do just fine as well. We so. have a full show. I mean, we have some international news. We have a study about marriage. We have a celebrity section. And then I desperately need Julie's fashion advice. Well, <laughs> so. I'm in the closet, Leon, so I, I think <laughs> I'll be inspired, perhaps, okay? I've got... Both summer and winter uh, clothing for you to talk about. But let's start. Let's start with some really some of the just fantastic news this week, and that is SEAL Team Six. You know, this is the special group of Navy, Navy SEALs went into Somalia and rescued two hostages: an American aid worker and her Danish colleague. Uh, these these um, aid workers had been held. By pirates, okay. Satellite Sisters was on to the pirates. <laughs> Sorry not to laugh. I know, but this is a very they, serious situation. But as we've said before, they need a better name than pirates. But okay, they was a very they serious were pirates. Situation. They were, you know, they were they were kidnapped. They, it was a convoy. They were heading to heading to the airport, and somehow the pirates knew that they were going to be there. They took these two aid workers as hostage. They were demanding ransoms. The ransoms were all over the place. You know, a mil- uh, at first it was like a million five, and then, oh, no, you know, later they wanted $10 million. So it was a very volatile situation. And somehow, through intelligence, they got word that the two hostages were not doing well and that they, you know, um, that they, if they could be rescued, now was the time. And those, you know, I mean, what another incredibly daring rescue. <laughs> it was you know, so they, sensational. I mean, they, you know, I mean, the details that have that have come out that they went in on the choppers, they they landed two miles from where they thought the hostages were being held. Then, you know, I'm sure they probably ran at top speed to get there, you know, and then obviously they had the real element of surprise to be able to rescue the hostages unharmed. No Navy SEALs were unharmed and and that they killed a number of these pirates. So uh, what I mean, I was just thinking for those aid workers, when that happens, 
they must just think, okay, this is over now. My right. life is over. That the the possibility that that a rescue is going to be mounted for just two aid workers that we really didn't hear that much in the press about. I mean, I I, I some, saw the family and I thought that was really interesting, Julie. That that was intentional. They didn't yes. want the uh, they didn't want the the um, price on their heads to go up. Essentially, they didn't want to become an international incident. I thought that was astonishing. Yeah, so that was amazing that they were able to do this behind, behind, and that it was such a small group. I right. mean, you know, when you think about, I mean, it's not the same as killing Osama bin Laden, where that there's national interest in having that done. Um, but it, to, you know, to just to, to rescue two aid workers, you're putting, a, you know, a great many people at risk, the Navy SEAL team that went in to do that. So it's... Yeah, it's, the family it's, was really overwhelmed. At I'm their, sure. Their gratitude I'm sure they must be. the Navy SEALs. That was very moving to see her dad thanking the SEALs for putting their lives um, in danger. Did they bring a dog? I didn't see. Did they have a German Shepherd this time? <laughs> Leanne, I know that you... I know that I have a particular have, interest in... Special place in your heart yes. for German Shepherds uh, <laughs> because you own a, a beautiful German Shepherd yes. and you love all things German Shepherd. Even I, I, the Belgian Malinois. That's close enough to my my dog. So um, I didn't I didn't hear if there was a dog on board this time, but I'm sure there was. <laughs> well, Julie, I was thinking what a boffo job that SEAL Team Six seems to do. So it occurred to me that there are a few other tasks that um, they could maybe be good at that we need them for. So first oh. of all, I wish someone, I wish they would go in and rescue Katie Holmes. You know, I mean, oh my gosh. she's as deserving as some of these aid workers. I'm talking about a hostage, the poor yes. thing. And the child, take the child too. I take hope. Suri and Katie and get them out of Bel Air. All right. I am concerned about the safety of Target shoppers when that Jason Wu line debuts on February 5th. So I believe that they could fan out nationally and protect fashionistas all over the country at Target. Get SEAL Team 6 in there. I I mean, that I think it may be the only way to establish order, uh, Leanne, at those stores. I mean, you know what happened when they had the Sony um, things at Starbucks. There was Target. Target, excuse me. They're all all the same now. Yeah, that's... We have a we have a Starbucks in our Target, so I was thinking about the front of our Target, where the Sony stuff was supposed to be, and it was just Starbucks. There was nothing left, there and I went on that day. Okay, all right. So Jason Wu, protect those shoppers. Uh, the next time Steven Tyler sings the national anthem, I want Seal Team Six to take him down. Don't you think? <laughs> okay, I'm kind of on. I'm on his team, Leon. I thought it was a passionate and rousing version of the national anthem. Okay. And finally, my God, please protect Paula Dean from those cheeseburgers. I mean, (laughs) she needs full-time protection. Just swoop right in there. That's good. So those are all things that can keep SEAL Team 6 busy now. Uh, Leanne, just send off. I'm sure they have a suggestion box at SEAL Team 6, so uh, I'm sure they might have to prioritize those, but those are excellent, Leanne. I think that the Paula Dean cheeseburger situation is the most immediate danger, frankly. Okay. You mean the ones she makes with donuts? Yeah. No. I, <laughs> well, they, there was a national story this week, Julie, after she came out about the diabetes. She was on a cruise ship photographed eating a cheeseburger. I mean, this is going to be the rest of her life. Every time she literally opens her mouth, it's going to be a new story now. (laughs) 
Okay, uh, you know, Jewel, as long as we're talking about sort of vaguely international things, uh, I have, I, I'm curious, my younger son, Colin, is going on a big international trip with a group from his school in a couple of weeks, and frankly, I can't believe it. <laughs> I can't believe it's here. He's going to Machu Picchu. That, that's so exciting, Leon. I mean, that is, that is on my, you know, world traveler that I am. I have never been to Peru. It is on one, it is on my list of places in the world that I really want to go. It's supposed to be one of the most fantastic countries to visit ever. Well, I can't believe he's going. I mean, I, we've never fallen for this student travel stuff. You know, our family doesn't like to leave the state of California. Joel. No, no, you are Californians. Yes, yeah, you are Pasadenians or whatever. Yes, Occasionally I know. we cross the border into Oregon, but then we come right back, you know, and we don't need any shots to go to Oregon or anything. It's pretty safe travel. So it was clear when this opportunity came up last February we had to commit to this trip. Uh, and Colin had literally just gotten the National Geographic with Machu Picchu on the cover and read it cover to cover. He's that kind of kid. It seemed like kind of a spectacular place to go. And so we said, okay, if this is what Thinking you want. that it would never come along. Was it when, cause We're it was not going. Ship. Let's face it. Barrick and I are <laughs> never going. <laughs> I, I would settle for like you know, France at this point. The, the idea that we're going to Machu Picchu, it's never happening. Jewel. Okay. And okay. So that's, it's a gift that you're giving your child. Yes. That's all right. So we, and we said, this is birthday, Christmas, graduation. It's, it's covering a lot of gifts all in one. And then we made a conditional. He had to earn a third of the money, which mirac- very good, very which good. Miraculously he has. Unbelievable. You were thinking he wouldn't be able to do that. And that's, this would all just die away, but yes. he's a pretty focused kid. He, well, but I, he, but money burns a hole in his pocket. Like if someone gives him five bucks, he wants to go immediately spend that five bucks. So for for us, actually, it was kind of a lesson in, in saving, too. So he did. He earned his money. We paid our money. And the trip is coming up. And I wasn't really paying attention. So it was only when our brother Jim was visiting a couple weeks ago. The itinerary includes four days in Machu Picchu and four days on the Amazon. Okay. And, and that sounds good. Our brother Jim has been on the Amazon and he with his kids when he lived in Brazil and he said, Oh, is he got his malaria pills? And I was like, What? I hadn't even thought about like shots. I just hadn't gotten there, Jewel. I know that sounds stupid. You're a world traveler, it's probably the first thing you think about. But so all of a sudden I had to get in gear, like, what? oh my gosh, I need to get him some shots. So I took him to this place this week that was all the shots he needed. Tropical, was it a tropical medicine clinic? It's they, called Healthy Traveler, yes. Yes, they, there you go. Yes, yep. and it was, first of all, unbelievable. It was so clean and nice and neat. and uh, the guy, Which is not what you're going to find when you travel to different parts of the world. <laughs> so good. Start off strong, Liam. Good. And the guy giving the shots, first the doctor came in and prescribed everything and gave us uh, prescriptions for various, you know, diseases that he might pick up there. Uh, so some antibiotics and some altitude medicine. He got altitude sickness medicine. But then good. he needed three shots. He needed yellow fever. Good. Uh, typhoid and he hadn't gotten a flu shot this year so we just got a flu shot too but the the shot giver christopher he gave the shots in like 10 seconds i have never seen anyone give shots so smoothly and so painlessly it was astonishing and i i did have to think as a parent for one minute why am i sending to to a place where it needs a yellow fever shot (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, when you start to break down international travel sometimes, that's not a good idea. You know, it's just... So, I know. When you Google what what happens to you when you get ye- yellow fever, you know, yeah. it's, not, it's not good, you know. But but is he really going to be taking... Did he get a shot... Pills for malaria? Really? Yeah. Because okay. for the Amazon. Okay. Yes. All right. Now, this is... Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, this I'll is just it. tell you. I will tell you. The one, the one thing that I would never take are malaria pills, okay? And I'll tell you why, Leanne. Because my husband, international businessman, when he was going to Africa a lot, he had to take, they, his company prescribed malaria pills for him because it is, it's, you know, act, they have active malaria there. Yeah. Um, and the pills made him crazy. The pills absolutely, totally made him crazy. This is one of the side effects of the pills. Now, it may be a different dosage now because this was, you know, this was over 10 years ago, Leon. But I am telling you, just he, he had like it altered his personality. He was like. He was like a crazy man, why and it was from. Now, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But that's. What am I, just, I supposed to do with this information now? I don't know, Leon. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know your our brother Jim, who works for a pharmaceutical company, yeah. is pushing pills. Yeah, take the malaria pills. Take them in other. I'm just saying that I would never like. He has since been to Africa. And rather than go through like near near hallucinations, sort of, he had he had an his personality totally changed. He was screaming and yelling, but it was from I mean, not that he doesn't scream and yell from time to time, but I mean, something happened, and it was the uh, malaria pills. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to have to go back to the doctor and ask. Okay. About I just ask about side ask about side effects. Ask about you know, anger, ask about irritability, you know, I, I, I would ask about it, Liam, because it's... I hear I was worried he can't really swallow because of his braces. I mean, that's, <laughs> he has like a plate in his mouth, he can't swallow a pill, so they have to, he, he has to crush it up anyway. I was worried about that. All right, well, now I'm freaked about the hallucinations associated with the malaria medicine, but this is what the doctor said that really freaked him out. And it was a good lecture. And I was wondering if you ever had had this lecture about the danger of dogs internationally. Oh. Okay. What did that, what did the, the doctor do- said? Like they don't really treat rabies in a country like Peru. So if you get a dog bite, you're dead. That's what he said to him. If you get a dog, <laughs> if you get a dog bite, you're dead. He said, so do not pet any dogs. These are not pets in foreign countries. Stay away from dogs. If you get a dog bite, you're dead. Have you ever heard that? Yes, Liam. Yes. Okay. Yes. No, I, I mean, that is, you know, they in Thailand, when we lived in Thailand, they, um, it's a Buddhist country, and they don't believe in um, killing animals, even animals that are, that have rabies. So they have a lot of street dogs that you will see walking around. The, and most of them are harmless uh, you know, it's hot in Bangkok all the time. So most of them are just lying around. But you will, you know, but you could never, ever go near a street dog because, uh, I mean, that because that's what's at risk. That it may be, you know, rabid and, you know, if it bites you, then you're dead. You're dead. Yeah. <laughs> that's what but, he said. They okay, just so, don't treat it. It's fatal. Like, right. And so you're just. Gonna, that's okay. a very good thing because it's not like an American golden retriever. You right. think it's going to be like so, or some nice German shepherd. Yeah. No, 
Don't do not touch the dogs. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, now I'm worried all over again. All right. I'm going to get on the hallucinations. Okay. Well, it's, well, it's yeah, that, and Jill. just like pers- real personality changes because yeah. Okay. I, enough. Just, okay, <laughs> enough. I get it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I get okay. it. Okay. I get it. All right. All right. Sorry. Sorry about that. Well, I'm sure he'll have a wonderful trip. Yes. Between the hallucinations and the rabies sounds and the altitude sickness. Sounds like a good time. It will, it will be great. Hey, Leanne, as long as we're still on this international front, this will be something that I know will just improve your mood. You know, just yesterday they released information regarding the opening ceremonies for the London 2012 Olympics. Oh, good. I hadn't seen anything about that. Well, I mean, okay, so they have the theme. The theme of it is the Isle of Wonder or Isles of Wonder because it's the British Isles. So, I get okay. It. okay, you get that? But Danny- I know I haven't been there in a while, but I understand. <laughs> okay. I just didn't know if perhaps you had taken one of Colin's um, uh, malaria pills. And indeed, you were starting to. Uh, experience difficulties. Okay, so Danny Boyle, you know, he did Slumdog yes. and Millionaire, Train Spotting. He's the director. For oh. The, okay. And they're taking their theme, and this is where I'm really excited from Shakespeare's The Tempest. Oh. Doesn't that sound kind of, you know, The Tempest is the one where, you know, there's a big storm and they end up on this island. But you can see how that could be very dramatically played out yes. in a stadium, right? Yes, and you got Shakespeare. I mean, no other country has Shakespeare, right? Yes. you got to claim it right off the bat, so I like it. Okay, okay. The other other um, big effect that they plan for, um, for starting the Olympic Games is somehow Danny Boyle has gotten the largest bell in Europe, okay? And they are bringing it into the stadium— and it's going to be inscribed with, uh, yeah, I don't know, I don't, I, it's going to be inscribed with a quote from the Tempest. And they are going to ring the largest bell in Europe at the start of the game. Okay, that sounds less impressive to me. Uh, Leanne, I think that's going to be fantastic. A giant bell, like, you ha- you're not thinking big enough here, Leanne. Yeah, I guess, okay. yeah. It's a really big bell. And have you been anywhere where they have giant bells and they're ringing? I mean, it's sort of thunderous. I mean, they vibrate. Okay. I mean, it's exciting. Okay. I mean, it, it's cool. Okay. All right. Okay. You're, so, because that's. Bell. All right. I'm going to okay. have to. Uh, but I'm, okay. If you didn't get the bell, I know you're not going to get this next thing because, <laughs> because the next thing that apparently is going to have a starring role in the opening ceremonies are nurses. There are going to be a lot of nurses in this opening show. Huh. Huh. That's what I said, too, Liam. <laughs> but, hey, Danny Boyle said, well, he said that nurses would have a starring role, and that's because the National Health Service in Britain is one, one thing that's very unique to Britain, and it, it also um, will be able to showcase our sense of humor. So... Funny nurses. Or oh, nurses. so they're saucy nurses. I, <laughs> are they faulty tower nurses? What? Uh, I, I maybe maybe Python nurses. What? Okay, I, wow, I, that started so strong with the I Shakespeare. Know, I, was, I and, know, and the bell. Okay, but the nurses. All right, I. Hmm. Well, we know our sister Monica will enjoy that then. Well, I, I, I thought that was very exciting, sort okay. of. Now, they did. They've, they're already trying to manage expectations because, 
you know, it's a pretty uh, tough road to follow after the Beijing Olympics because they just, I mean, they had 8 million people in that opening ceremonies event and they spent about $8 billion as well. So even in Greece, that was, it was classic, you know, it's Greece, it was classic, it was beautiful. So they, you know, I I think the Shakespeare theme is a good one. I don't really, and I I think the bell is going to be good, Leon. But uh, they are, they're spending about a third of what the Chinese did on their opening ceremonies. Okay. Well, I'm managing. I'm going to manage my expectations. I think the nurses can help us manage our <laughs> expectations. I mean, it seems like it's going to bring us down if really, they got a nurses. <laughs> and then they're going to the electronic music is um, is going to be done by uh, Woodward Underworld. Do you know that group, Underworld? No. Okay. Well, but there that you doesn't have. mean anything. There's a whole world of electronic music I don't know. So okay. that, I, I'm sure at least we know Danny Boyle is good with music. He, okay. He put, okay. Yeah. So. All right. Okay, so Joe, that's good report. Good report I, th- so I think that's exciting. Again, um, uh, no tickets for the Olympics <laughs> yet. I'm I'm worked. I'm working on it, but nothing has come up. So I, I believe I'm going to be at home watching the nurses, the fifteen thousand nurses, or how many. <laughs> I, I would like to be I there. I was hoping David Beckham would would factor very heavily in the opening. <laughs> ceremony but said sounds no like he's not With the but, tempest but, i mean yeah. can you see beckham as uh, no i don't know i'm not sure uh leon on uh, this is a good topic for the two of us because we're both married um and there was just a, a a very interesting story in the wall street journal this week i don't know if you saw that about what is behind like money problems and sex problems the next one of the next big things to kill a marriage. Do you know what it is? Uh, bad food. No, <laughs> that could do it. No, it's actually nagging. Oh. Nagging can suck the life out of a marriage, according yeah. to this article and researchers um, that were that were that were in the Wall Street Journal. That it can totally suck the life out of the marriage because it underscores just bad communication. Like if you're the nagger. Right. You are feeling like the other person is not listening to you and the naggy that they are feeling like their needs are not being met, but because you are constantly asking them to do something they don't want to do. Right. Even the word nag, you know, you just don't even really need to explain it. Right. If there's a lot of nagging in your relationship, that must be a downer. Jewel. Yes, that is it is it, it is it, a marriage killer, according to the Wall Street Journal. So um, so and guess what, Liam, guess who uh, guess who's going to uh, they've done profiled who are likely to nag. They tend to be women. OK, uh-huh. because. All right. Well, you know, for very legitimate reasons, right. women in many ways are managing the household, managing chores that need to be done around the house, that that is their principal responsibility in many cases. And that also women that tend to be pretty organized, uh, like to plan, like to th- see things, you know, that these women are more likely to neck. So, Got it. Yeah, okay. and men don't don't they don't <laughs> they they don't, don't tell they just you what don't they're do. up to they don't always execute the plan 
they make plans at the last minute. They won't confirm things. Right. It all sounds very familiar. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so I, I sort of took this to heart. You know, in the continuing improvement area, I think you can always work on your marriage. So I was like, okay. I know I'm guilty of nagging. I, I nag my husband, and here, and, I, and they gave in the in this article, they gave some specific things, examples of what to do when you find yourself nagging to get out of the nagging rut. The oh, first, okay, good. Oh, good. So action items. The, action items. Okay, so so Leanne, here's a the thing I nag my husband about almost every single night is could he please take out the garbage at night? Okay, okay, just take it out at night because. I just, I don't like that smell. I don't like it. Well, for many reasons. Okay. Just take it out. (laughs) So that's what I nag him about. So last night, of course, you know, we're in the kitchen, we're cleaning up and he's very good. He helps, he helps clean up all that. But I, I I said, I was just about to say, could you take the garbage out? And the number one thing they tell you to do is calm down. Okay. So (laughs) just, just relax. Relax. Okay. I'm supposed to just relax that the garbage is not being taken out. I'm supposed to relax because it stinks from all, you know. (laughs) The fish. From the fish and from the leftover salad that's in the garbage. Okay, I hate that smell, leftover salad. Okay, hate it. Okay, but I'm supposed to calm down. Okay, so I'm trying to calm down. Second thing you're supposed to do is look at it from the other person's perspective. Okay. All right. I am trying to understand why my husband would want a stinky garbage can. Like, why... Why he'd want to face that the next morning, why he'd want to leave that at night, I don't get it. I tried Leon, but I didn't get it. But I guess it's not that important to him, right? Right. I'm okay. tired. I can take it out in the morning. What's the big deal? It's dark out there. I'll just do it when I can see. Exactly. Okay. Then you're supposed to try to realize that you're asking the other person to do something. Okay, I do. Take the garbage out. It's not a big deal. <laughs> Why do we have to belabor it every night? Right. Just it's take just it garbage. out. Just garbage. Okay. Okay. <laughs> then, okay, if that doesn't work, you're supposed to try to explain nicely um, why this request is important. Okay. I'll, okay. I'll really reiterate because it stinks. <laughs> the garbage stinks. It stinks up my kitchen. It stinks up the garbage container area. Okay. That's, I, I think those are very legitimate things. Okay. Then you're supposed to manage your expectations because that's when my husband. God, this is a lot of work. I know, Lynn. Okay, and right now, garbage. It's just the garbage. Take it out. But the garbage has not gone out yet. You see? Okay. Okay, it's still there. Okay, so now I'm supposed to manage my expectations. Like, okay, I've asked him to take out the garbage. He said, okay, okay. That's usually what he says. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. All right. Um, still no garbage is going out. So I'm thinking my expectations are there's about a 75% chance he's not taking that garbage. Right. I know that. So the last one that if this happens again, do not result to more nagging. What they say is consider alternative solutions. Okay. And you know what the alternative solution Leon is? Yeah. I'm, I'm ta- I took you the garbage. Take the garbage out. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what I did. Okay. So Was that's this how article you- written by a man. Was it? <laughs> Because I'm guessing that that's it. That's always the alternative. I'll just do it. Okay, fine. You just I'll have do to it. do it or you have to get someone else to do it. Like you have to pay someone to do it, right? So I'm not going to pay someone to take out my garbage. And I can't train the dog. So that leaves me. All right? So there you have it. 
That um, is, you know, what makes you? Know, it's the worst part of that, Julie. When I was listening to, that's also the same relationship I have with my teenage sons, which I'm sure you did too. Yes. Just clear your plate. Can you clear your plate? How hard is it to clear your plate when you stand up and leave the room? Clear your plate. <laughs> okay, I'll clear your plate. Okay, see. It's, so I'm repeating that three times a day with the man of my life. I know. Oh my gosh! I think Julie, your goal should just be to cut your nagging in half. I don't think, I don't think it's fair to ask us to cut our nagging completely. I agree with you. I, they, you know, you're, listen, your marriage would be fifty percent better if you cut it in half, right? Exactly. Right. That's that's quite an improvement, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but uh, you know, so I was hoping for some good. I, I really tried. I thought, well, I'll just try this. But, of course, now my husband has also read this article. So, like, this morning when I started to um, suggest something else. <laughs> Strongly suggest. He, he, he referred me to that article is what oh, no. he referred Oh, so that that is not good at all. Maybe you should get him some malaria pills and his personality <laughs> will change. It. No, Leon, I am telling you, the okay. worst week of my life is when my husband, like before the trip, started on those malaria pills. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm serious. I'm sure it's not the same dosage. All right. Okay. So. Can we move on with our celebrity news? Can we talk, talk about drunk Pat Sajak and drunk Vanna White? It has rocked my world, Leon. You know, I don't even really watch that show, but I think they are, they are like, they are what America is all about. They are supposed to be steady Eddie every night, spinning those letters, turning it around, nice chit chat from all over the country. And those two were out in between show tapings, you know, knocking back margaritas. Here's here's the deal. If you didn't hear this story, it made a brouhaha over the last 24 hours. Pat Sajak was on. It was like a call-in sports show on ESPN or something. It was It was like a cable show. And he just told like a funny story about he and Vanna going in between tapings to the Mexican place around the corner from their studio, having a couple margaritas and going back to work. Okay? And then the headlines were like, Pat Sajak hosts show drunk. I mean, <laughs> And so if you only saw the headlines, which I did the first day, I was like, okay, well, that just says how hard could his job have been if he could host the show drunk, too. And then it made me think, gosh, we never did Satellite Sisters drunk because it was like at 4 Well, Leon, we started at 4, yeah, like 4 a.m. <laughs> so that have been out the night before or on malaria pills. That wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Yeah. He did come back. I saw a report on Good Morning America today. It was like, please, people, calm down. It was a couple of margaritas. We weren't falling down drunk. And okay. it was in the early days of the show. It wasn't for years. Well, ago. how does that make it any better? That's what I, I, I mean. I heard that as his, yeah. like, justification. Oh, it was in the early days. Like, it was used to be okay to tape TV shows drunk. <laughs> <laughs> like in the 70s how long has that show been on <laughs> a long time it has been on since the 80s because i know uh when i was in college we had monica's college roommate worked on that show she was the prize girl uh or she got the prizes so uh when i was in college i went to a, a taping of <laughs> and did you notice that i didn't notice was- any slurring i didn't i didn't notice any of that stuff so uh now, I'm kind of sorry. I should have been paying more attention. Maybe they were drunk that show. But um, it has definitely been on since, like, 82 or something. It does rattle you, you know, when they that, – that people that 
you think, you know, that their TV persona is, you know, that they're wholesome, they're kind, they're sweet, they're nice. And then they have this dark side, which uh, just kind of bothers me. Well, with Vanna, I mean. Who, who next? Regis and Kelly? Were I, they, I, this is, I, I, were they rock- doing meth before their show? What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, and another completely unrelated but vaguely celebrity news. Julie, I have good news to report. Uh, Many of the Super Bowl ads this year are going to feature dogs. Oh, thank goodness. Okay, I'm happy. I'm in. I'm in. I'm excited, Liam. Because as one advertising executive said in an article I read in the L.A. Times this week, People absolutely love dogs. Yes, they do. It's, it's the secret to almost any successful creative endeavor. Look at the artist. Okay, people are really enjoying that movie, I suspect, because of the dog. <laughs> so, so this was my one of my favorite stories of the week, though. That Skechers, you know, those shoes. Yes. They have a new campaign to feature their running shoes. Well, last year they used Kim Kardashian in this really steamy, and I thought highly inappropriate, Super Bowl ad. But this year, they're using a dog named Mr. Quigley. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. I wonder how Kim feels being replaced by a dog. I, I don't care. I feel great that she was replaced by a dog. Volkswagen is also going to use some dogs in their theme. They have an advertisement called The Bark Side. Very funny. Uh, and, then, and then Suzuki Motors is featuring Siberian Huskies. Oh, and they're at. So uh, there's a lot to look forward to for the big game. Well, Lee, and you know, the thing is about these advertisers and these clients, the companies that are advertising during the Super Bowl, you know, they have spent a small or perhaps a large for- fortune doing market research, focus groups on do people like dogs. You know, <laughs> that, don't you? I mean, they couldn't just, they couldn't just. Like, accept the fact that people like dogs. They had, I'm sure, in order, before they did these ads, came, came up with the concepts, they spent a lot of money on why people like dogs, what kind of dogs, dogs in what situations, right? Don't you think? <laughs> yes. Well, apparently, Mr. Quigley is a French bulldog, and he's adorable because they had a little, like, uh, five-second sneak peek on the ad. And I five seconds, Jewel, I'm already in. I would <laughs> never buy Skechers, but I saw Mr. Quigley in his sneakers, and I was like, that's the cutest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> so, okay. All right. Well, go. I'm not sure Skechers is going to be happy with your reaction to the ad. <laughs> I don't really care for your product, but cute dog. (laughs) All right. And then uh, finally, okay, Joel, I need some advice. Okay. From you. Um, Next week, I am emceeing an event here in Pasadena, a business conference for entrepreneurial women. Excellent. Yeah. It'll be be fun. It's called uh, LTD Live. LTD stands for Live the Dream. And um, that's you, Leanne. I have been living the dream. Right here in my closet. Dream life. Over there. Living the dream of my closet, Jewel. And (laughs) um, (laughs) so. Uh, so my role as MC is, uh, to introduce the many speakers and panelists that will be on the main stage. And then someone else is actually going to be conducting the interviews and panel discussions and things like that. But I really, I just kind of keep the event moving along when it's time for lunch. I have to announce that I have to announce where the ladies rooms are. I have a huge responsibility. You can see the day of the event. I, I, I think you're playing almost a Vanna White kind of role. Aren't it is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have so a my first, more. you know, my first bit of advice. Yeah. 
have a couple have a couple before before lunch but i do have to be on the main stage all day and then the conference organizer informed me that it is going to be webcast Okay, so this raises the stakes a little bit. It's not just the people in the room, uh, but there are other anybody who wants to pay. I think it's nineteen ninety nine. You can watch the webcast and watch the events that go on on the main stage. And uh, so, of course, when she's, you know, I was thinking like, what old suit can I pull out? Yes, <laughs> you know, for yes. the MC. No, when she said webcast, I realized I needed to upgrade my outfit. And I mean, this is-, is the thing. I mean, anytime you have, you know, you're on, like, there is a visual image that can be repeated and can be downloaded. It just raises the stakes so much in terms of, like, clothing and hair and makeup, right? Thank you, Julie. It does. Because you don't want to overthink it, but you have to think about it. I mean, because God knows as part of Satellite Sisters and then on my own. We've all made mistakes. You know, we've we've gotten the Indeed. bold print, you know, shirt photographed in the New York Times, and it never goes away. You know, so uh, it's very tricky to figure out what to wear to these things. And this is where I really miss working with you guys, <laughs> Joel, because if this was a Satellite Sisters thing, we would sort of be coordinating our outfits, and I would have some sense of where to go. But I'm right. on my own. I'm not a good shopper. I don't enjoy the process. Uh, you know, left to my own devices, I would go buy a black dress or a charcoal gray dress and call it a day. But on stage, those aren't good colors. No, you need you need color, Leanne. Okay. And, uh, that's, and you need a pop question. of color. Pop yes. of color. Okay. Pop of color. You definitely need to do that. And that's certainly one of the big trends for the spring. Well, <laughs> it is, Julie. Well. It is. It is. So... <laughs> So you really, you know, because it will look better from both on the distance and on your on your webcast um, that you have some color. So, so what do you got in the closet? Anything? I got, or- no- I got nothing. I have nothing but- I can work with in the closet. It's uh, I, I have a, I focused in on a dress because I think that will be better than a suit. Do you? Agree? Yes. Uh, yes, a dress is good. You've got good legs, Leanne. Uh, so uh, why not? Okay. Yes, I think it's. Uh, I think it's a fresh look for you. Yeah, rather than a pantsuit, you know, that's... Yeah, kind of... yeah I don't want to look like the Secretary of State. I, I, yeah, I was gonna, just going to say it looked just like um, Hillary. You don't want to do that. Yeah, so you definitely want to go with a dress or a skirt and a jacket, a bright-colored jacket. You can do that, Leanne. That's a good look. I'm looking around my car. Look around. Look around. Because here's look... the thing. So I went yesterday to do a recon mission. You know, you can't just plunge right in. And uh, I thought, and here's my dilemma, because a lot of the dresses that have a touch of color uh, at, or even a touch of sparkle, which looks nice on stage, you know, it's going to look stupid when I'm walking around the conference in the middle of the day. But on stage, I got to look good. Um, they're kind of evening dresses, Julie. That's my problem. Like the work dresses are dull. They are yes. charcoal gray and they are black. Uh, so is it too much to wear sort of like an evening type dress, like a satin dress? I tried on like a pink satin dress and honest to goodness, it was a very nice dress. And I thought, oh, okay, this works. But then does it look like I'm going to a cocktail party at nine o'clock in the morning? No, I don't, not in LA, Leon. not not LA, because in LA, people are going to, apparently they are going to cocktail (laughs) parties at nine in the morning. You can get away. I mean, this is really, it's a regional thing that, uh, that people in LA 
wear much lighter um, fabrics all, you know, year round and to business meetings. Yeah, no, satin, you can definitely do that. I I think that's, and pink is a great color on you. Pink is a good color because I also, every other dress in the store this spring is red. Okay. Huge trend. And I have always maintained that I look terrible in red. And guess what? I continue to look terrible in red. (laughs) I try on like nine red dresses. I'm like, It's not the dress. It's the color. I don't know why I can wear pink, but I can't wear red. Now, your fans that have been with you since Helen of Pasadena will know that when you were on book tour, you really knocked it out of the park by just a fantastic, brightly colored accessory. Your big flower, Leanne. Now, I, I assume your flower has, like, died and gone. Or maybe I have to retire sick. the flower. Yeah. Maybe you're sick of wearing flowers. I, you know? I have to move on because I did. I put on the blue coat and the red flower, and I'm like, you know what? I just I have to move on from this. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. All right. I'm just, uh, just you know, if, if that could be a backup plan if, if, you're really, if you're really desperate. But I like the idea of the satin. I think it's bright. And, uh, and is it something you'd wear again, do you it, think? It is something I'd wear again. The tricky thing, though, was it was sleeveless. Oh, Liam. Oh. I know. Oh. I know. Oh. And at an evening di- thing, when the lights are low... <laughs> It would be okay, but at nine o'clock in the morning, then now you're talking to spray tan. I know. Now I've got it. Now it just ups the whole thing, you know. And I'm like, oh. So then I tried on another big trend, as we've seen, is the block print, the block, the big like yes. graphic prints. Yes. And I have to say, Julie, I tried on a dress, and I thought this is a smoking dress on, but then I realized this is not going to photograph well, like that is going to not be good in you're photographs. Gonna, you're going to look blocky in the photograph. That's it. There was a vast area in the middle of the block dress that was like black. <laughs> <laughs> a vast thought, area? No, Leon. Well, That's just, an exaggeration. There's nothing vast about you. But <laughs> I, just, I thought that's going to be like a black hole in a photograph, that black rectangle in the middle of the dress. Like if I was just wearing it to an evening event, you'd look fine. Yeah. And then I tried on one dress and I have to say, I wish it was a bit brighter, but it was an animal print, Jewel, but a subtle animal print. No, no. Walk away, away, Leanne. Just back out of the room. (laughs) Okay. 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 I'm your sister. Okay. Okay. I love you. Okay. Okay. No animal prints. Okay. Okay. That's good advice. Yeah. Just stay away from those. Yeah. I would say that or look for... You know, a bright blazer. Those are supposed to be uh, very, you know, on trend this spring, too. So, I will look like a newscaster in a bright blazer? Well, I mean, push the sleeves up, please. Okay. <laughs> Belt it and put the, push the sleeves up. Okay? okay? That's... <laughs> And we can't even discuss the shoes because I, you know, I'm terrible at clogs. shoes. What do, you, what do you got? No clogs, no animal prints or no clogs. Okay. okay. <laughs> and nothing with a hood. Okay. I don't want to. Okay. All right. I'm so bad at this. I'm so happy to MC, and I'm so bad at the dress thing. I wish I okay. could just. Okay. Right, I'm looking. I'm look around. I'm in my closet. I'm looking around, Leanne, and I may. I may send you an emergency package. You have to come FedEx because this event is Wednesday, and I. Oh, be- okay. All right. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's next Wednesday. Thank goodness. I, I do have the hair set, and I know she. I'm not ever getting a spray tan again after that one experience, but I will apply some instant tanner. But okay. I, I'm never okay. putting myself through the humiliation of the naked spray tan ever again. You're not doing it. Okay. Doing it. All right. All right. I'm not, I'm not doing it. But, uh, Whew, all right. Uh, you got anything else? This was fun. I, I, Lee, Lee and this was great fun. I, I really, I can't talk to you anymore because now I've got to work on your fashion. Um, okay. I've got to work on this wardrobe issue. Uh, I, I'll, I'll take, I'll take it on as a cause. And I'm going to do that because you are going back to that tropical medicine place to find out about <laughs> okay. the side effects from, from right. malaria. <laughs> Although he is a 13-year-old boy, how would you know if he was moody? <laughs> I know. This is raging, raging. Okay. All right. Uh, Jewel, have a great weekend. I will, Leon, and you too. I, I, you know, Good luck on the shopping. Thank I you. think you're just no animal prints. Okay. Got it. Check. Check. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. You can always go to SatelliteSisters.com to find out more about us. There'll be a new Chaos Chronicles posted, too. I'd love to have you subscribe to the Chaos Chronicles podcast at iTunes. You want to look for the clean version. Uh, that's that's how you can distinguish the new Chaos Chronicles feed through the old Chaos Chronicles feed. But, you know, you can always write us at Sisters at SatelliteSisters.com. And don't forget, call your Satellite Sister. Satellite Sister.